Welcome to Game Changer, where you get the inside track to win in a decade of disruption. So be sure to subscribe and let's win this business unusual game together. Our guest today, Nina Venturella, is a chief creative strategist and is renowned for taking people from zero to euro. She's innovated and created many proprietary processes that has gone global and become household names. And she's here to share how she does it. Welcome, Nina. It's an absolute privilege to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Super excited. Thank you. I'm excited too. So Nina, what would you say your distinctive Nina capability is that, that enables you to achieve so many wild successes? Um, I would say, you know, I've thought about that, especially since COVID hit and kind of reinventing myself like a lot of other people did. And I would say my main gift that comes somewhat easy to me naturally is helping people discover their gold and seeing their own intellectual property, their blue ocean. Mm. So you've clearly discovered your blue ocean to be able to do that for them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you've created processes to do that, which we'll come to. So yes, I, I, I want to. Yeah, I want to go back into the past before we come into, into the present. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you developed a game changer technique for body wellness and purification called extract. Yeah. What I want to know is how did you tap into your creative genius to make that possible? So I believe in, and thank you for asking that question, because I love to share that. That's my heart. So I believe there are always aha moments in people's lives. And I've had a few that have been complete game changers in my life that have changed my world and other people's. And so I was watching a newscast. I don't remember if it was, it might've been actually Oprah. And there was a Christina Applegate and everyone knows who she is. Right. And she was, was battling a, uh, I think it was breast cancer at the time. And um, she was saying how she was just persevering and going forward. And I, and it hit me in a way. And I'm like, what is it that I'm persevering towards? What is it that I'm looking for? And I instantly heard God speak to me as a Christian and a pastor. I heard the Lord speak to me very clearly. And he said, Nina, go to second Kings four. And I went to, this is years ago. This was, this was before 2006. And I went to second Kings two, four, and that is about the lady with the oil. And if you don't know the story, I'll just quickly tell you really quickly. So this woman's husband died. She had her son and her, and they were literally broke. They had no more money. They had nothing. They owed a lot of money and she was going to, she was just basically going to die. Her sons, she was going to eat her last meal and then she was going to die. And an angel came to her and said, you need to go ahead and look at what you currently have. And she goes, the only thing I have is I have a jar of oil. I have one jar with oil and that's it. And he said, I want you to go ahead and take that oil and go to your neighbors and borrow jars and fill it up with oil and just continue to do that. Well, she ended up doing that. She had more than enough and she lived a very, very wealthy life back in the day, um, for her standards by doing that. And so the Lord said to me, what is your oil? And I said, the only thing I really know how to do really well is I know how to take people from, you know, scratch from zero at all. Like they're not even sure what that looks like to something that's really dynamic and profound. That's life-changing. And he said, I want you to start teaching people what that looks like. And so I didn't understand that at the time because I was getting dreams about certain things like that. I used to be a big dream. I'm still a big dreamer, but, and I mean, dreams, like literally sleeping dreams, like when you wake up and you can write it down. And so almost everything I've ever done has been very dynamic and dreams. So when I get a dream, I tell people, listen, I had a dream about this. You need to pay attention because my dreams come true, <laughs> literally, right? And so I had a dream about opening up a huge wellness center. I was, I was pretty young in my age and like my teens. And I didn't really understand it fully what it meant until that moment. The Lord goes, go back to what that dream was. And I want you to really think about what that looked like. And I said, well, that means I need to open up a wellness center. This is in 2006 and, and put my gifts to, to, to work and let's just see what happens. So I opened up a wellness center called Spectacular Health in Palm, Palm Desert, California, and got the money from my husband's investor. I mean, it's pretty much overnight that it all kind of came together when I had this moment with the Lord. And I opened up this center and I didn't really know what I was doing. 
<laughs> be honest with you. I knew how to get people to lose weight. I was a personal trainer, nutritionist. So I had like the basic skill sets, but I had no business knowledge whatsoever, but I knew my gifts. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to give it a shot. My husband was really a business owner at the time. And he, he also was a contractor by trade. So we did this entire build out. I had a 3000 square foot building, got it for a dollar square foot. I mean, just like all these amazing things mm -hmm. were happening. And so I opened up my doors. I actually did some pre-sales. So I pre-sold and through my location, it was still under, you know, the construction. And I kind of just, like, I just kind of knew what to do, even though I didn't know what to do. I, I can't explain that any other way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I was, I kept going back to second Kings. And I'm like, well, what's my oil? My oil is, I know how to get people healthy and fit and nutrition. And I know how to do these things. So I put them all together with some really cool modalities and different equipment. And it created this like all-inclusive program. And um, opened my doors and people showed up. <laughs> it's like, if you build it, they all gone. But here's the amazing thing. Yeah, up until that point, I had just what people had. And I just kind of hodgepodge stuff together and put it together. And I had this like really cool program, right? It wasn't until God gave me this amazing healing modality for the lymphatic system that it all kind of came together and it exploded. And so I believe that we all have amazing gifts in our lives and that we are we have God-given destined gifts inside of us and God will give us dreams. He'll give us visions, but sometimes it doesn't make sense. So there's like all these different pieces to a puzzle. And until those puzzle pieces come together for a picture, you really don't know what that looks like. And so I believe that a lot of people have puzzle pieces mm -hmm. and they try to put the picture together themselves. And then they wonder why it's not working. It's because they're creating their own picture, but I believe God has the right picture for us. Right. And when you come in alignment with that picture, what that looks like, because he's preparing and equipping you, even when I was in my teens to this moment in time, when it comes together like that, it just fits. And so I was in that place. And this is many, many years later, I'm in that place where I'm, I feel like everything's just kind of clicking. Like it's just a puzzle piece, but, but I was doing what everybody else was doing. So I'm like, well, what makes me unique? Where's my blue ocean? I didn't know about blue, blue ocean at that time, but like, what is it that I do that no one else does? Well, I discovered that I had a, a healing gift, which here's the funny thing. I always say God has a sense of humor. I am a germaphobe before COVID. I washed my hands constantly. I didn't like touching people. I'm not a big hugger. I wasn't. And here I am. God gives me a healing modality for the lymphatic system where I'm in people's armpits and groins. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> But it's funny because when you get rid of the, the minutia of it all, um, understanding that you're actually touching people, you look at what you're doing for these people and how you're actually able to help their bodies perform better, right? And so I, I, I started focusing on really what that meant. So here I am, six weeks into a business, don't know I have this healing modality gift at all, but I have a woman who has a need and she has edema. And I understand the lymphatic system because I had had my own health journey, which I didn't say back years before where I had um, been misdiagnosed for two years, bedridden for six months, and all my organs were shutting down at once. Literally went to bed healthy, woke up sick. I was in my 20s and no one could help me. Doctors told me there's nothing wrong with me. It was in my head. I was overworked, you know, stressed out. Here's some Prozac to send you on your way. Well, when I say my organs were shutting down, that means nothing in my body was working. Nothing, not my bowels, not my, nothing. My immune system, everything is shut down. And I finally went to a naturopath and I'm just going to divert a little bit just so you can kind of get the backstory. And this naturopath within minutes diagnosed me. And she said, you have something called candida. And the first thing you think about when you get diagnostic is like, well, am I going to die? And she said, well, no, but it sounds, it feels like you're going to die. She goes, it actually is a precursor to a lot of other um, worse diseases. So it is potentially fatal if you don't deal with it because it can, um, you, you know, morph into something else. And so she put me on this huge regimen. And one of the things that she told me to look at was actually the lymphatic system. And so when I went to Italy through like um, taking herbs and winning like contests through multi-level marketing companies and things like that was a part of, I really learned about the lymphatic system because they're really into alternative, you know, methods, not hmm. like the States. They're not really hmm. even taught here about the lymphatic system. It's kind of like voodoo, stay away from it because it's a very intricate system. And so I have the knowledge and the understanding of the lymphatic system, but I never even really fully grasped it until this woman came to me and had edema. Now we're going to fast forward back into my location. And this is in 2006. And I, let me just try something. Remember, never did body work, never went to school to learn body work. Nothing, had no clue what I was doing, but I said, 
Let me just try something. So I start working on her, on her lower legs. And edema, if you don't know, is like swelling ankles, right? You just, it's all the fluid just kind of builds up in one spot because lymphatic system go, flips up and down, but there's no outlet. It doesn't, no, it doesn't have a pump. And so I start working on her for about a half an hour. No clue what I'm doing, seriously. But I have no clue what I'm doing in the mind, but in my heart, I knew what I was doing. If that makes any sense. I don't have anybody to hear me out there. Okay. So um, I'm doing it. It feels right. <laughs> Still not sure what I'm doing from the perspective of my mind, right? Okay. So she gets off the table, leaves. The next morning, she's the first person that calls me. And she says, first thing she says, what did you do to me? Now I'm freaking out thinking I heard her. Like, oh, like seriously, you know how your heart just drops into your stomach? You're like, oh, I don't know what I did. She goes, whatever you did, the swelling's completely gone. I'm like, really? <laughs> she's like, yeah. And she's like, I have a twin sister. Can you do the same thing? I'm like, sure, bring her in. Her twin <laughs> sister comes in and I do the exact same thing on her. She gets the same results. Now I'm kind of getting excited about this. I'm like, this is kind of cool. Like people are getting really cool results. Like really within one session, the swelling is completely gone, right? Mm -hmm. And this woman had it for 14 years. So I'm excited about it. Now, guess what? They're even more excited. And the, where I live, it's even though it's a lot of people, but it's a small world and everybody talks to everybody. So my word of mouth exploded when people heard about this. Um, a lot of people had cankles, you know, like the biggest swollen ankles. And so what was wild is they come in for that, but then it was hitting other areas. So it was going to the weakest link. But again, I'm learning this as I go, because I don't understand any of this. I'm just kind of going with the flow of it, right? Being led. And so I'm still working and people now, people are getting off of canes and walkers after one session, their sinuses are getting better, migraine headaches are going, all these symptoms are like leaving their body and going, well, this is kind of freaking cool, right? Fibromyalgia, I mean, you name it. And I'm saying these these as, you know, these were symptoms that people were having that they were being diagnosed as. I wasn't diagnosing them. They were already coming to me with those diagnoses. And they're walking away completely changed. I'm like, well, this is awesome. So I ended up doing like 14 sessions a day. I'm like, okay, this is way too much for me. So what's happening is now people are coming to me and saying, hey, I heard about your technique. And I'm calling it lymphatic drainage because I have no idea what to call it. And I get this woman who comes in and does body work. She's has hundreds of hours of body work. And she goes, I heard about your technique. The lymphatic system, I want you to work on me. So I started doing some work on her and uh, she gets off the table. She goes, oh my gosh, you got to stop calling this lymphatic <laughs> drainage because this is nothing like it. You need to come up with the word. Well, I know God gave me this gift. So I'm literally like, okay, God, you gave me the gift. You got to give me a word, like a, a name for it. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning with this word. God's like, here's your name. X-T-R-A-C-T, -T, extract. X is cancel. T is toxic R's release. The A, he says, somebody at work has it. When you go there, she'll tell you. See a Southern and she's transformation. I'm like, oh, I'm writing this on for the morning, <laughs> with work, you know, and then I go to work. And one of my clients there, who's losing tons and tons of weight, she came for me for weight because practice is a bad attract. And so people are losing weight and inches. I mean, just seriously, like the, the, the results are mind blowing, right? They're miraculous. And I said, Hey, God gave me this word. He gave me the name, but you have the A. And she goes, accelerated because it happens like that. I go, that's it. So at birth, the process extract. Now, as good as things were going and I'm blowing up with success and I'm getting articles written about me and I'm going on TV shows and like, this is like happening really, really fast. And I'm making lots of money per month. My business is exploding. We're really outgrowing our business. I got people wanting to franchise my company, everything. As good as this is going, everything around me is falling apart. My marriage is falling apart. I have people suing me left and right. I have people lying about me. I mean, you name it. I have people stealing my clients. Just crazy, crazy stuff coming out of me. I mean, we're talking within three years of this all happening. I had five embezzlement. I was on the judge, uh, five embezzlement, five lawsuits, embezzlement, judgment, bankruptcy. I was on the Judge Joe Brown show. I had people lying from trying to take my clients. I mean, you name it. I went through it. I went from <laughs> being really high up to really low and to the mm -hmm. point where I was in hospital with panic attacks. I mean, there was so much good, but there was so much bad at the same time. And it was like, I was getting beaten up. Um, every single time I would come up, I get down again and I was just bloody come back up, got down again. And so what I believe what was happening is first of all, I was probably prideful. So pride was getting beaten crap out of me. <laughs> um, it was a place for me to grow mature into who I was called to be. It equipped me for what was next, even though I didn't understand it. And it was one of the hardest journeys I've ever gone through to bring something out to the fruition, into the, into the masses that I really believe was, was so life-changing that the 
and I say this from the position of the opposition was coming after me, trying to stop me, which I call the enemy as a, as a Christian, right? And I just didn't stop. I'm super tenacious. And I'm like, I've got something that people need and I'm not going to stop. This is why I'm here. But through it all, I knew it was assignment, but I, I, I didn't feel like I was, it was my, I can't explain it, but my calling. I don't know how it, people discern yeah. those two things, but there's a calling and then there's an assignment. Yes. My assignment was extract and getting people there and where they needed mm-hmm. to go and opening up wellness centers and, and doing all these things and franchising them and all that. But it wasn't my calling. Mm. My calling, I believe, is what I'm doing right now. And that is helping people with their IP, helping people do what I did to help them go global and really make a name for themselves so that they can be a world changer that they're called to be. And so I went through that journey. I could say hell on earth because it was hell on earth. It was intense. Um, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a victor through it all. I've grown and matured. I've gone closer to the Lord. I've, I, you know, I'm a better person for it. I have no regrets. Um, I had to learn how to forgive and forget. I had to move, learn how to grow and mature in these things. And I had to learn how to take that and use it for the good. Right. Mm. And so it's just been this ongoing journey of just growing and maturing and releasing things that need to be released and really um, learning how to overcome in areas that I needed to overcome. But then I'm also finding that as I'm doing that, I'm helping other people do it as well. So that's kind of a long description. I don't remember what you asked me. <laughs> that's a very, very powerful story, Nina. And thank you. I, I had asked you what what had helped you tap into the creative genius for you to be able to then. develop <laughs> extract. And you, but you explained it in the most powerful way because and and my heart was pumping as you were speaking about it because it's it's the game that I'm so passionate about my soul lights up um and and it's aligned to to everything that I've poured my heart and soul into over years to help people do and that is what I call to align and you was you use the words align align with their their innate success codes and, and and this process, to my mind, the way I, I can wrap it up is you tapped into something so incredible, so powerful and so deep within you. And yes, you, you were right. It was like almost a lesson as to what you're capable of and how powerful you are and this, this vision that you have and this connection, this incredible connection. But it was an assignment to show the power within you. The calling was the next. So to me, I call it charges. Charges come into your life to, some people will stay in that space, that that assignment. And they never move out of that assignment because they may be too afraid to read the signals coming their way. And you were courageous enough to see, okay, shit, there's hell, you know, coming here. I mean, this is like freaking crazy. There's (laughs) success and there's absolute freaking hell. So what is going on here? And you were in your, in connected enough to see that this was an assignment, not your calling and that there was something, something on the other side of this, but you had to go through this because look at what you learned and look at what you became. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's some price. So there is a price to pay a price, to get yes. to, to your calling. I truly believe that. I don't, I don't believe we just step into our calling and we're there. I think that people think they are, but I think that we have an equipping and a preparing us for that calling. And until you go through it, I don't think you're going to actually enter into it. Now I could be wrong, but that was my journey. Not saying that's going to be everybody's journey, but most people I talk to have a lot of battle scars yeah. um, to get to where they're supposed to be. And we want to raise this up before us and we would keep our eyes on that, on that prize. And what happens is it gets hard and people divert and they go, what's comfortable for them. Exactly. And that is, and that's where I didn't want to go. And so as much as I was fighting it, I was embracing it at the same time. Yeah. And, and amazing what you did because Let's talk about what you're doing now because that is incredible and that is game changer stuff. And it takes a, a very special person who's been through a lot to do what you're doing now. So the now maybe you're doing a couple of things, but I want to pick up on the, on the embark stuff that you're doing, mm-hmm. yeah. where you're literally guaranteeing that speakers, authors, and influencers who work with you 
will be able to earn. So you are supporting them in earning a million dollars within 18 months. Now, that's a game changer. That takes some courage. (laughs) Some boldness, right? Some boldness and yes, B-A-L-L-S. How do you do this? What's, what's, again, helping you do to do whatever it is you need to do to help people get there? Okay, so let me just, before I enter that, let me just give you a little backstory again, because remember, there's aha moments in my life that lead yes. me to where I need to be, and I'll be, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. So so I actually came across this program in Bark um, and became partners with Tom and Dave, Tom Matson and David Callum because of the pivot that I took once COVID hit. And so I think it's important to let people know that like I went from the wellness industry to franchising and have an academy with hundreds of graduates around the nation, becoming a global household name to pivoting (laughs) to where I am today. And it's completely opposite of what I've been doing. And so I actually was one of those people who came in and said, okay, what does my next chapter look like in my next season? Because we're in a whole different world right now. It doesn't even look the same, right? So no one's touching anybody. I can't go there anymore. That pretty much (laughs) shut down. So what does that look like next? Well, just to be in all honesty, my husband sold his business you know, he, he did really, really well. I didn't have to work. I could have sat on my butt and chilled out and ate bonbons and watched Hallmark all day if I wanted to, <laughs> but that was not what I was called to do. And I felt an urge in my spirit and again, went back to what is my oil. That's where I keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's where I said, okay, well, guess what? I know how to get people to household names. I know how to go up, how to go global. I know franchising and licensing. I know IP really well, intellectual property. Why don't I just take this and plop it into coaches? Because I used to be, uh, you know, I would I would teach my health coaches, my health coaches that were my healers that learned my modality through my academy, extract. So I know how what coaches look like and what what they're about, right? But I also knew that they needed help really monetizing and they needed help to really become a brand and get their message out there. They're they're such world changers and hope dealers that they're just being they don't they don't know how to get themselves out there. So I did a really quick beta test. I created a company called One Box Fits All, uh, which is now an agency program. And I beta test with 25 people and it was a huge success, made six figures in less than like less than three, three and a half months. And I'm like, well, this kind of works. So my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. I'm doing what I did for myself and I'm helping other people do it. It's working. <laughs> and so um, I came across Tom Manson of Embark at the time um, as a client and uh, through another business partner that that um that I had through one box fits all that I brought in. And um it was one of those things that I'm like, okay, um, let's take a look and see what he does. Well, I'm taking a walk as a client, I'm taking a walk, and I hear God again say, Tell Tom what you do with one box fits all. Have a conversation with Tom. I tell Tom what I do with one box fits all. I tell him I create IP, I help people scale their businesses and and help them solve problems and blah, blah, blah. And he says, you know what? I have a program that's been dormant for a while and I want you to come in and take a look at it. We had two conversations. He goes, I want you to be a partner. I want you to be the managing partner of this program. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, let's do it. So as of December, this past December, I've been a managing partner of the Million Dollar Book Launch Authority program, which involves the risk reversal process where we guarantee people and scale them to seven figures of revenue within 18 months or less. And we do it through a performance-based process. And, you know, Coming from the franchise piece, coming from the area where if somebody wants to work with me, they have to pay a lot of money at that time to buy a franchise. And and, and there's no guarantee that they're going to have this great success because I don't know how many hats they can wear and how they do things right. So coming from that space to being able to guarantee somebody is pretty amazing. Mm. And so I sort of just kind of um, jump. I just jumped in. I'm a person who just jumps right in. I'm like, are we are going to sink. Yeah. Or I'm going to swim, but I'm going, right? Um, I'm what you call a fast mover. I, I really am very, very insightful. I'm very innovative and creative. And that part of me just has to keep going. But at the same time, where my weakness is, I don't think things up sometimes because I just jump right in. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people who just figures it out. Um, and so I just kind of jumped in, figured it out, had great success with it, helped a lot of people. And we're helping a lot of people. And as much as I'd like to take credit for the risk reversal process, I can't. That was Tom Tom Matson's brainchild. He was partners with Jay Abraham and he worked with him. So we've got a lot of really great genius behind the scenes that is allowing us to be able to do what we say we're going to do with the, with the Million Dollar Book Launch Program. Mm. In working with these clients who, who sign up for this program, 
What do you, what have you noticed so far that's the key differentiator between the client who follows through and is on their way to achieve those milestones you set and the one that you can just see is they've signed <laughs> up, but they, they're yeah. not going to get there in 18 months. What's that yeah. differentiator that you're noticing? Yeah, honestly, it's passion. Uh-huh. It's their why. They keep their why in front of their face and they keep going. And they really believe that they're in their calling. Um, I, I, you know, when I first meet with a client, we do a qualifying screening to make sure that they're a right fit and they have the right, you know, message and we can get them where they need to be to help them monetize and scale. And so the first thing I do is I actually paint a picture of where they want to go and I put them there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, here we are, 18 months later, this is where you are. Now we're going to work backwards. And let's talk about the, the game plan and how to get you there. And the people that buy into that, that destination of where they're going to be in two years or 18 months, that's what separates the ones that don't buy into it. And when they buy into it, they're all in. And that's a passion that aligns with that buy-in mm-hmm. of where they're going and how they're going to get there. And that is, I believe, the difference. And the other thing I would say is practically on a business application practicality is the ones that have the authority already in the space. They they're, they have authority, they have a passion, they have a drive, they've been in the space for a while, they just haven't hit it yet. Mm. Those are another people that will just kind of kind of bring them over and say, okay, here we are, let's, let's hold your hand, let's get you here and let's plant you here because this is where you're supposed to be. Um, that is my heart. That is my heart to take people who have these amazing message, messages and missions and really wanna be world changers, shift and shape the culture so that we see a, a different tomorrow to help them and bring them where they need to be, support them. Mm. It's amazing that, hey, how some, just having that person outside of yourself hold up that picture for you and 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 help you see. I mean, it, it might be within you. you. You do see it. You do feel it. But sometimes the going gets tough and you, you tend to, you lose a little bit of sight of that. Mm. And then someone else lights it up for you. And it just that ignites it ignites that flame and and then having someone like you with so much vision so much creativity so much belief so much history of having done getting in there and doing it to have you hold their hand what a what a powerful mission and um, it's fun. fun i love it yeah i'm <laughs> I sure love what i do it. it's 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 a lot of fun what's what's the why driving you in this space you know, it's an easy question for me because I, I'm asked that quite a bit, actually. Um, and we do master classes, and and Tom always, who's our presenter, always engages myself and David. I'm like, why are you here? Why do you do this? And and I think it's just because I wake up with a a a burning in my spirit and my heart that I want to be a part of the change that needs to take place for the next generation. And I don't know how to do that by myself, but when we get a collective like-minded group of people with community and unity where they want to go the same way and I can get behind them and support them, I know I'm doing my part. And see, the funny thing is when that was about an extract, it was kind of me doing it, right? Like it was me doing it by myself and trying to figure it out and, and changing lives. But now I get to be a part of other people's journeys and help support them and help them get where they need to go so they can change the culture. They can be the world changers and I'm just helping them get there. And to me, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do, be that support system for them. And so that's why I do it for the impact to, to really get people to change the culture of what needs to change so we can make it a better tomorrow for the next generations, because that is key. That is key. Yeah, I agree with you. And what a beautiful gift when we're actually gifting other people to help them achieve their goals and their dreams, but in the process, gifting ourselves in, I don't believe there's another gift better and more intoxicating and beautiful than helping others achieve their dreams because your dreams just explodes in the process and um, helping another human being in such a, in a way that is so important that serves others. Well, isn't that what we're here to do? It's yes. And on a biblical standpoint, the word, the word says we're members of the body of Christ joint fitly together for other members. So we all have a, uh, a piece of what other people do. I can't do what I'm supposed to do unless other people do what they're supposed to do. I, I can't do it. 
Um, and, and I, I don't want to do it. I want to be a part of what other people are doing as a member of the body of Christ so that I can do my part and they can do theirs. Yes. And so my goal and my dream and my desire is like to be highlighted to those that need what I carry, because I know I have other people need and that when they see it, they'll know it and they'll come to me and they'll say this, you've got what I need. And it's happening already. I'm seeing it already take place. So I believe when you put that intention out there and you, and you're being highlighted to those that need that, and when they're ready kind of like when you build it, they will come. Or what is it? When the teacher's ready, the, when the student's ready, the teacher comes. Yes. I mean, it's just, it just kind of comes together. And I'm in that space right now in my life where I am so ready to help that person get to that level. And I'm so confident that I can do it. Um, I just need them to have to come in alignment agreement with it at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's so incongruence with who you truly are and, and, and your, your calling, your incongruence with, with that calling that you've been searching for and 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 you're lighting up other people's callings now what a what what an incredible space to be in and and it's it's what you can create in that space is like sure there is no impossible it's just all yeah (laughs) extremely humbling um yeah on this end as well like to the point where i'm in tears and i'm just thanking god that he's chosen me for this uh-huh. Um, because I get to be a part of other people's journeys and see them thrive and, and succeed in ways that they've never even dreamed. And to me, that's just, just the best. Yeah. And so different to your story before where you were thriving, succeeding, et cetera, but you said that the pride came up a little bit. So yeah, you've got, it's such a different um, um, energy space you're in. So it, it, it it's all yes. congruent with with what it is that you are supposed to be doing right now. Nina, I asked you to prepare a, a wisdom for us. I'd love you to please share a, a powerful success insight that would be of value to our audience. So what I'm finding, um, and I work with a lot of people, I see a lot of different personalities, um, what I'm finding is that people, they get into their head way too much. And when we start getting into our own stuff and our own junk, we we start to believe it. And so we start to take on lies that we believe that aren't true. And so one of the things that I, I tell people is change your story every time you go negative. And I do this myself. If I start to, and I do this through meditation because I, I pray. So I do this on standing on the God's word and his promises on a daily basis. And so anytime something negative approaches me that as a, that does not align with my truth and what I believe is God's truth, I do not receive it. I actually cancel it out. And I change the story immediately because that is the junk and the headspace that will keep you where you are. And it'll, it'll allow you to stay stuck in that place. And that when you're stuck to me, that is one of the biggest that is the places that a person can be because they're not living out their true identity and true purpose of who they're called to be. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm going to say is change your story and change the words that you're speaking to yourself and do it instantly. Don't think about it. Don't dwell on it because as soon as you think about it and dwell on it, you actually partner with it. And once you partner with it, it becomes a part of you. Mm-hmm. So you have 60 seconds to be able to change the words, the thoughts, and everything that's coming out of your head and your junk and just change it to what you want to see. And whether you believe it or not, continue to say it because you will start to start to see those words start to shape your life. And I have been doing that even when I was going through the hardest times in my life, I would, I would have battles within myself and say, no, this is not who I am. I'm not accepting this. This is where I am right now, but that is not my story. My story is over here. And so I always go to where I'm going to go. Now, I think I told you, I don't know if I did tell you, I told some people, I wrote my eulogy out because if I'm going to go to the end result and I'm going to go to the, to the, the destination, I'm going to go right to my eulogy. And then I'm going to look back and say, okay, well, my eulogy is pretty impressive. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> and <laughs> so I have some big shoes to fill for my eulogy, right? Um, and so I just keep that in front of me at all times. And I'm telling you, it is so key to keep the positive reinforcements of the words and, and, and where you're going every single day so that you don't forget the journey and why you're doing what you're doing. It is, mm-hmm. it is so key. It's imperative. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm, I have the success and I'm going to give God the glory here. It's because of his word, his promises, and how I really align with the truth of who he is and who I'm called to be as his daughter. But at the same time, 
aligning with it and partnering with those words and his and his word and his hope and his glory versus my own circumstance situations. Because if you look at my circumstance situations all the time, they're not the best. They're just mm-hmm. not the best. But I don't align with it. And I don't partner with it. I'm learning how to overcome and 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 literally have victory. And and I and I heard very clearly three three things that the Lord told me. He said, run the race that's set before you, fight the good fight of faith, and win the battle every time. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. And no matter what the battle is, you can win it every time. Every time. Yeah. You've shared such a critical insight um, with the change your story because so many people get pulled in by their story and almost it's sucked into that story. And it's the repetitiveness of that story that becomes they, they they then live it over and over and over again. Yeah. And if it's a if it's a deeply negative, charged one, it just it's it drains the life out of them. Yeah. And so thank you for for bringing that up because that's such a such a critical um, shortcoming that we're not taught in life that we've got to literally, you know. <laughs> separate ourselves from from the stories. Yes, our stories are important in terms of the learnings and we need to overcome them, et cetera, and what brought us here, et cetera. However. (laughs) However. Yeah, we're more than that story. Yeah. Um, There's a new story to be formed all the time. So um, thank you for for bringing that up. Uh, It's a a very poignant um, message. Let's look into the, the the future. What would you say, Nina, is one of the scariest disruptions that that you anticipate? And then, on the flip side of that, one of the most exciting disruptions you anticipate that we can leverage. So, I am. We are. My husband and I are looking for a home um, in Boston, in New Hampshire, actually. And I'm like I said, I live in Palm Springs, California, and. Um, I'm in the space of looking at real estate right now, and it is a nightmare out there. First of all, there people are outbidding; they're like fifty thousand dollars over asking. It's ridiculous, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm looking at the trends in the marketplace, and I'm looking at all this, and I'm going, "What the heck is going on?" Well, you know, I'm going to tick people off saying this, and uh, and I have to say it because it's the truth, and I only speak from my heart and the truth. The millennials today are setting the standard for the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, they are making a lot of money. They're influencers. They're doing things that we never even dreamed of in my fifties because I didn't know that you can do these things and make a lot of money by being an influencer. Because I still don't get that whole thing right. Because that's not my era. I wasn't born with that. But um, they're disrupting the marketplace um, with a lot of things. Um, the way we, you know, the way we buy food and the way we mm. do real estate and all that. Yes. And so, what they're doing is they're setting up a higher bar. For the next generations to where they're eliminating the middle class. Yeah. And that concerns me because you're going to have upper class or lower class, and there's nothing in between. And when you get rid of the middle class, you're going to get rid of a lot of small businesses. You're going to get rid of a lot of crucial um, mar- um, cultures and um, different sectors in, in the marketplace that we're not going to be able to have anymore because they're taking it to a whole nother level. And again, that's good and bad. It's bad for the next generations because they live. They, they, that bar is so high that no one can live up to it unless you're there. And so I see that as a major problem. Um, at the same time, it's a good thing. That means they're they're creating new things and they're more innovative and more technologies coming out at the same time. And so it's it's a good. It's good and bad at the same time, right? That bittersweet thing. So it's it's so what I would say to people is, and where I think that they can get into that little middle space is going into being creative, being innovative, being outside the box and looking at what can I do to align where, you know, I can use technology to still kind of come into this level here of being an influencer, whatever that looks like, but also at the same time, change the generation so that it, it, it is an even playing ground. And there's that, even that, that balance that I think we're going to have a problem with because I'm finding there's so many people up here and so many people out here and this we're getting demolished in this area here. Mm. Is that making sense? The, mm. the middle class is becoming non-existent. 
And that's becoming a problem. Our real estate right now, they're building apartment buildings where you can actually buy an apartment building for $750,000. The average middle-class person is not gonna be able to afford that. Mm. So where do they go? They're gonna have to go to lower income properties and then the value of everything is gonna go down. So I see that as a huge problem. Mm. Um, A a fascinating one that you brought up there and and, and I did a talk last week and I brought up exactly this that our future is changing because of the, the, the different mindset of the millennial and then the Gen Zs as well. Um, so, I mean, the generation before them, that's even bringing in a completely yeah, different. My, my son is a generation before them. That kid amazes me. <laughs> exactly. You put those two generations together and our future and they coming through this, you know, into the, into the economy at a time when we're still got... 10, 20, 30, 40 years ahead of us. So to my mind, it's like, how do we start to learn how to align with these different generations and make it work? Because this is where that community and unity is going to come up. We know know certain things, they know certain things, and we're going to have to find a way to make this work, um, to to create a new society together. (laughs) Yeah. My, my, my issue with that is, and, and, it, and it's not to be negative, but what I found is that there's a lot of, um, how do I say this in the most nicest way, kindest way is the, some of the millennials are so wise that they're not teachable. <laughs> they're not trainable. It is a problem. And again, there's a lot of pride there and they kind of like being in that space. And I'm not, again, I'm not talking about all of them, but I am talking about an, an, a generalized mm-hmm. fashion of that generation. And so there is an issue in a breakdown in communication between the generations because mm-hmm. first of all, we've lived it. They haven't, we have. So we're qualified in that sense. Now they're qualified because they're getting the successes that we haven't had. And I get that. So Teach us what you're doing and we'll teach you what we're doing. Let's come yes. together and let's really mm-hmm. make a difference, right? Yeah. But there has to have, you have to meet each other in the middle. If you don't Definitely. want to meet each other in the middle, we're never going to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to go from generation to a generation to a generation. It's going to get worse and worse and worse because everything's evolving more. So my concern is the generations to come after these next two generations. What does it look like then? Mm-hmm. What does it look like then? And then and how do we, in this generation, make a difference? Now, yeah. where we are, I'm yeah. 53 years old. Lord willing, I'll have another 50 years, right? And I'll be able to do what I can do. But if that, again, I'm 80, 90 years old. So am I going to have the energy to do it, right? So, I mean, we kind of think about that. Yeah, I agree with you. And But what beautiful challenges for us to have to get our minds around. I mean, what Absolutely. an interesting challenge that our younger generation are wise and doing amazing things and they're conscious as well yes and just like you a little while ago you you said you know that that pride got in the way and you had you learned so maybe things are going to happen challenges are going to come yeah and uh, things will balance itself out for for some of those individuals who fall into that bracket and we have to adjust and they have to adjust and our world needs all of us right now with the challenges we have all of us are needed so we have to find a way to work together but um, really interesting um topic that would be so um hey audience please (laughs) make comments i'd love to hear what you have to say about this because this is a really interesting uh, challenge that we're all going to face we're already facing and it's going to get more interesting as it goes yes And I'm going to say worse in a sense where we really need to come together. Yes. And 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 really figure this out what this looks like for the generations to come because definitely it frightens me if we don't. Mm. And yet, isn't it isn't it way more than generations coming together on every front, on every level? Yeah. You know, yeah. interdenominational, cultural, yes. society. Yes. In yes. Every We're way. divided right now. We're divided. Yeah. We're divided yeah. with vaccines. We're divided yes. with racism. Yes. We're divided. Exactly. And, and, you know, a house divided cannot stand. It cannot yes. stand. Yes. So if we don't come together in unity community, we, this world, as we know it, is going to tumble and fall. It will look like a different world mm-hmm. that we've never seen before. And we don't want that to take place. Yeah. We, you know, and me, you know, the church has a responsibility 
as well as, you know, all the other cultures, media, education, we all have to do our part and come together. So right now, in light of everything that you've said, what do you think the most relevant changes entrepreneurs can make to ensure that we thrive in the decades coming up? And if you could share that in the form of a we have to start this and we absolutely have to stop this. So we, first of all, we have to get out of our head, get into our hearts, and we have to get to the point where we are so driven by change that we want to be the change. We want to affect change and we will do whatever it takes to do that. And that means we have to release the past and move forward into what we're called to do and who we're called to do. And it, it really maybe is just some soul searching. If you're a Christian, you know, you pray to God. If you're Buddhist, you pray to your Buddha. Whatever that looks like, you need to come into who you're called to be and what you're called to do and then step into it by faith and trust the process. And if you don't do what you're called to do, other people can't do what they're called to do. So we have a responsibility to do what we're called to do so other people can do it. And then we can affect the change we can change the culture and we can make a difference in the generations. And you know what? Maybe, maybe your calling is to work with other generations. Maybe your mm -hmm. calling is to bring other generations and teach them communication skills. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, we need you really, really bad. So <laughs> yes. we're, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest because I have to, look, again, I'm looking at my eulogy at the very end result. I have a lot of work to do, right? But I can't do it unless other people do their job. So I would say, let's get off our duff. Let's wake up, let's shake up our gifts and our talents and our abilities, and let's go to work and really make the world a better place to live. And stop looking at the circumstances around you and waiting for other people to do it. Mm. You need to do it. You are important. You're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here if you weren't supposed to do something. So let's get out of our stuff and let's start moving forward into what we're called to do. And let's do it together in unity, community, with our generations, and let's make this world a better place. Yeah, yeah. Kumbaya. <laughs> what do we need to stop doing? <laughs> I think we need to stop the blame game. I think we need to stop, um, you know, um, judging people and not loving people. I think we need to stop dividing ourselves. I think we need to stop, you know, hiding behind social media. I think we need to stop lying to ourselves and accepting lies. Um, I think we need to stop, you know, letting people bully us um, and just not letting us feel, you know, that we're a part of something. Um, those are some of the things I think we need to stop. <laughs> just a short little list. Just a short list. Just probably more. But, our, you know, our time's limited here. So. <laughs> but all crucially important. Do you want to maybe share a little part of your eulogy with us? It would be really cool to know what, yeah. just a little That's bit. pretty big. Okay. This just, might just, sound arrogant, so <laughs> I will no, no. Pick, pick a Pick a section or yeah, a, a special part of it, because I, th I think yeah. it's going to be okay. quite beautiful. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, I basically put, you know, Nina Venturella uh, is, is remembered as a philanthropist. Uh, a multi-billionaire through her many prosperous businesses she started and sold as well as her 100 acres of real estate properties, who authored and co-authored 50 books, 10 award-winning screenplays, five nonprofit charities, the disruptor in the coaching industry known for helping and empowering others to license their genius and release them into their God-given destinies, a pastor who led million souls into the kingdom, who loved well and was a devoted wife and mother over 111 years that she lived on this earth as a citizen of heaven. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. It's big, but that's, if that's I okay. want to make a difference, it's got to be big. That's okay. It needs to be big because that's what's giving you that spirit to wake up every single morning to fulfill that and to, to be around you know, at 111. <laughs> I love it. I keep seeing the number 111. I'm like, okay, Lord, I guess we're going to 111. <laughs> I so, love it. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for, for sharing that. That's that's yeah, special. That's okay. <laughs> well, once I put it out there, it's out there now. So I have to live it. I have to live it. And, right? <laughs> and and that's why I wanted you to put it out there because I knew, you know, if you if you watch this in 10, 20, 30, and 40 years from now, you can I I, I absolutely know 
you'll be ticking off those things. <laughs> <laughs> I received that and I partnered with that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> What's the ch- ultimate change you'd like to see in the world that you believe would be an absolute j- um, game changer for humanity? I want to see tables turned. I want to see those who've been um, hidden, who've been, um, you know, kind of waiting behind the scenes. I want them to rise up. I want people to, I want to, I'm going to have to be an even playing ground. I don't want just the rich to get richer and the poor to get poorer. I want there to be an even playground. ground. I want people who have amazing missions in their hearts, amazing gifts and talents and abilities to come up out of the horizon and be known and shine, you know, shine brightly for who they're called to be. And I want to see it as an even playing ground. I'm so tired of this uneven, mm-hmm. you know, the, like I said, the rich get richer and the poor get poor. It's no, it's got to stop. We got to come just together and have that alignment where we're all at that level. It shouldn't be, you know, status. It shouldn't be where this person's this and this person's that we're all human beings. We're all, yes. you know, God's creation, you know, we're here together and we need to come together more. And that's what I, I really want to see that. Mm. Nina, there was a reason that you had to be extracted from extract. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And um, what an absolute blessing that you listened to that and followed your calling because um, uh, it's, it's, it's been, the time has gone too quickly. (laughs) Well, it's it's such a treasure to listen to someone who's in, in their space, in their lane, in their game. And, and who is coming from that soul place and you know the, the, the messages and the energy and and the the, the spirit that comes through is, is a very different it's a very different energy and uh, so thank you for sharing that with us um in thank the last you. little bit it was a, it was a pleasure and, and um i had no idea what i was going to say <laughs> so i just opened my mouth and it just comes out and and it just it again it is just my heart and it's just it's really really um I'm very passionate about everything I've, I've shared today. It really is truly who I am and what I believe I'm here to do and help people with. Yeah, and we, we felt it. Thank you so much. And <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, just want to wish you so much love going forward. And um, thank you. You too. It's, 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 a, it's an incredible journey we're in right now. And as scary as it is to, to be in this disruptive world, there's just so many amazing opportunities. Yeah for yeah. people who are in their game and in their calling. So thank you, Nina, for joining us tonight. And um, thank you. Wherever you are listening, watching, thank you for joining us. We, we appreciate you. Find a way to get into your calling. It is the greatest gift we can give to ourselves to find our calling. So do it. Find it and together let's let's create a beautiful world that we actually want to play in. So until next time, go be you and sending you oceans of love. <laughs> <laughs>